They have a unique perspective on colour, and it will transform the way you shop. My guests today are the brilliant Menina Weldon and Rachel Saunders from Red Leopard. The Eyes Have It podcast. New perspectives, personal stories, and eyewear journeys. With your host, Jason Kirk. Thanks for joining me on this latest episode of the Eyes Have It podcast. I'm Jason Kirk, founder of Kirk & Kirk, and I love nothing more than talking to artists and creatives about what drives them, what scares them, and what makes them tick, which is exactly what I try to do in this series. Let's meet today's guests. Hello. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? Hi, very well. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little about Red Leopard. Well, uh, Red Leopard was founded in 2003, and what... uh, the, the aim of Red Leopard, what we do at Red Leopard, is to make people feel great about the way they look um, by understanding what to wear. So we work with people on color, style, and uh, we also take people shopping and we sort their wardrobes out. That sounds brilliant. I, I think I'll be joining you shopping fairly shortly because... Uh... Because Karen and I really, really enjoyed the experience of spending a day with you and going through the whole process. But let's talk a little bit more about, about your background. How did you get into this aspect of, of colour? Well, I started off actually um, with doing history of art and teaching a bit and writing. But I was always fascinated by clothes. So when I was a small child, I used to draw dresses and when I was at school, I used to dress my friends. And eventually, when I grew up and after many careers, I decided that actually I would do what I always wanted to do, which was dress people. And I just, I always loved color and I always loved looking at people and what they were wearing and how their clothes affected the way they look. You did other jobs, as you've uh, indicated just now. Did they? take you on a path? Uh, Yeah, I think they did take me on a path. I mean, I started off in a very different um, environment. I I studied modern languages at university and I started a tour company and I was a tour guide. And um, then after that, I I started, I, I studied history of fine and decorative arts. And so that took me back into the sort of art world. When I first left university, I did train as a fashion buyer, but um, decided that I didn't, I wasn't enjoying that at all. I didn't like the people in the fashion business. They were scary. And I was very young. So um, I probably would have dealt with it better now. And then, yeah, and then I went in a completely different area and I decided I was going to become a homeopath. But when I went into color and style, I suddenly realized that what I was doing was in a way very similar to being a homeopath because I was helping people feel better. So although I wasn't curing people or trying to cure people, I was trying to help people feel good. So in a way, although it's a totally different area, it was similar uh, in its outcome. Interesting. And Rachel, what about you? How did you come into this? So I always loved art throughout school and decided to pursue it more um, at a sort of A-level standard. So I did um, A-level art and then I went on to do a BTEC in art and design, which I then specialised in fashion design. I was really enjoying the fashion aspect. 
And I went on to train at the London College of Fashion as a fashion designer and pattern cutter. So after then, I actually joined an image consultancy and developed a women's tailoring section of this company where we would um, work with clients who had had their colors and their styles analyzed and they couldn't find what they wanted on the high street. So we offered this tailoring service where they could best boat the colors, um, shapes to suit them, colors to um, suit their season. And I worked with that for about 12 years. And actually, towards the end of that time, I started to work with Menina and her clients. And from there, uh, towards the end of, of doing the tailoring, um, Menina actually said, well, why don't you train as consultant? You'd be great at this because you, you are already working in this environment. So I then trained with Menina. Uh, she was developing Red Leopard. And I've been there for the last 16 years. Yeah, and it works very, very well because Rachel is incredibly technical uh, in the way that she looks at clothing and she's very detailed and people trust her judgment. And I'm I'm less technical, I think. I, I'm a bit more kind of, yeah, I just, I go on a more feeling. Um, so, so it works very, very well. And we know when, when we have clients who need clothes altered, Rachel can immediately tell whether something can be altered. I'll just go, oh yeah, of course it can be altered. But, um, but I, I don't have the, um, the technical background that, that Rachel has. What kind of people come to see you? Uh, we have clients from, from all aspects. We have um, people going back into the workplace, wanting a revamp. We work with A-list Hollywood stars that just want to look amazing on the red carpet. We work with students about to take their first interviews. Uh, I would say that colour and style is for absolutely everyone because ultimately it's about education, which you can take through for the rest of your life in all aspects of your lifestyle from you know at home, going out for dinner and being on duty. And is there a bias between men and women? Uh, yes. Uh, inevitably, we get more women than men. Um, but. I think we are seeing more male clients now than we ever have before, um, partly because uh, obviously when your wife or girlfriend or sister or daughter has, has done it, they, they kind of rave about it. And so the men, the, the men also kind of go, okay, let me have a bit of this. And, and I think also men are very interested in, in looking good. And feeling good, and and I think they're a lot. Funnily enough, men are a lot easier to work with because they take it on board and they don't argue and they go, "Yep, this makes sense. I'm going to do it," and it's easy. Women have a lot more emotional uh, attachment to the clothes that they've been buying for the last 25 years, and if they're wrong, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm too scared to come and see you because you're going to tell me that my entire wardrobe is wrong." Men don't feel like that. Men go, if my wardrobe's wrong, let's just get rid of it and buy a new one. I absolutely love the experience. And I think that men often are afraid to admit that they care so much about how they look. And I, I think that might be some of the issue. You know, we see it in eyewear as well, where, where a man will come and he'll try on colourful eyewear and be a little bit nervous, a little bit jokey about it. But it, actually, when it comes to the reality of it, they love it. They love the experience. I really, really enjoy the experience. And the thing that I got out of it 
apart from just the color and and thinking about my I mean it changed the way I think about my wardrobe completely oh. and we'll go into that oh absolutely um but the thing that I felt most of all was a change in in sentiment change in confidence and it, it I think that's something that must be something that you see from your clients yes um I think the emotional experience is uh is very important um because after all you know people seeing people grow in confidence is a real treat for us and you know people say that we have changed their lives now i'm not saying that we change everybody's lives but some people yes um you know we do get people who are suffering from a lot of anxiety and you know they have no confidence and and it does change their life it's it's interesting so hearing you say that is is really important it also saves time and money as well so again having the knowledge of knowing exactly what to buy will absolutely cut out the shopping time so when you walk into a shop you would be scanning the shop firstly for color which cuts out a lot of heartache of going through all of the rails and then you are eliminating the colors that are not right for you and just enjoying being able to select things that you know are absolutely wonderful for you. And that, you know, that goes for accessories as well. As you know, um, I mean, Jason, with your, with your wonderful, wonderful uh, selection of glasses, spectacles, glasses, um, I mean, it's such a joy to be able to offer that to people you know, once they've had colour and style done, then they are so much more open to experimenting with different and bolder choices. So you mentioned that it saves people money in the efficiency with which they look at their wardrobe and they take their wardrobe forward. How do you help them after they've had their colour analysis? So the reason it saves people money is because they're not making expensive mistakes because most people are wearing about 10 or 20% of their wardrobe, the rest of it is not being worn. It's wasted money. It's just wasted space. So what we do after, after a consultation is if clients want to go on a shopping trip, then we would ask them what their budget is, and then we would tailor a shopping trip accordingly. The main point is that if you are able to select items, clothing, accessories in color that you absolutely know is wonderful on you you will wear it and then you know depends it doesn't matter actually how much it costs if it was expensive you would then be um able to think that this is a price per wear it's a worthwhile purchase because you are actually wearing it and it's not a wasted purchase that's sat in your closet i came away from my red leopard experience not thinking about money at all oh great i have to say that (laughs) no absolutely absolutely it it wasn't that at all. I went back and I looked at my wardrobe and I looked at how I felt about certain sections of my wardrobe. And I think that when I discussed this with, with other people, there was an interesting reaction because some people were like, this is fantastic. I have to go over this. And other people were like, oh, I know what suits me. And that must be very, really frustrating. You must hear that all the time. I know what suits me. I've been, I've been dressing myself since I was three. Yeah. A lot of people go, well, you know, I'm 50 something or I'm 60 something. If you think that I don't know how to dress by now, I mean, that's really sad. And and that's a lot of, you know, some people do think that and they're not the people who are going to come to us. So yeah, that's sad, but we can't have everybody. No, no, no. But I think they're the people that probably most need to come to you. 
I had an existential crisis after the lockdown. I used to I used to wear suits right up until lockdown for pretty much everything that I did for work and also outside of work as well. And I looked at my wardrobe having had six months, a year of not being in that work environment, not being face to face with people. And I thought I need to change this. Is this something that you've experienced with a lot of your clients? We've had so many clients over the past um, year, 18 months uh, who have come in and said they've absolutely lost their way through being in lockdown. And they're using this as a sort of launch pad for a brand new them, you know, finding out more, learning and being able to come back into the workplace and meeting up with people, um, looking for, and feeling the best version of themselves. I read a brilliant interview with you, Menina, when, when, um, when you met a journalist at a party. Tell us about that. Yes. <laughs> well, um, she kind of started talking to me and asked me about what we do. And I told her and she said to me, so am I wearing the right thing? And I thought, oh God, here we go. And I said, well, it depends. You're, you, 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 you seem to be confused because your dress is from one palette uh, and your makeup is from another palette. So one of these is probably right, but which one we don't know. Anyway, she was intrigued and she came and um, we found out that she was indeed an autumn like you. And um, she lo- absolutely loved it and then wrote an article about it. So, But it is difficult when people put you on the spot and they go, so am I wearing the right color? What do you say? You can't, you, you kind of go, can you say, actually, no, you look, you look really awful. Or do you say, well, there's possibly a better color for you. Or, you know, I used to be very, very kind of just put my foot in it. Um, but now I'm much less um, direct. I, I try to be a little bit more tactful now. <laughs> With our experience, often actually we can pretty much see where we would be placing somebody. But it's through the consultation that the client learns for themselves and see the process because it's not enough just to look at somebody and say, well, you're an autumn or you're a winter. Well, what does that mean? They need to understand what it means for them, which ones are their absolute best colors, because within each of the seasons that we work with, there are actually different categories. So as a winter myself, if I had chosen glasses from Kirk and Kirk in Burgundy, they wouldn't look amazing on me. Whereas actually, the first thing that I'm reaching for is my absolute best colors. So my Chinese blue and my emerald green. And, I'm, and I'm, then it's exciting, but it, it's not enough to just look at someone and, because they don't have the knowledge to be able to follow it through for themselves. It's all about the experience. It is absolutely about somebody sitting in front of the mirror during a consultation and seeing the change that the colors actually make on to their skins, their faces. And I think it's when you've seen it, you then can implement it and understand it. If you're just told something, it doesn't work. And there are some great examples of, of you doing that on your Instagram page, showing people having their colours done and, and how you do it. Can you, can you very briefly just describe that process? Just tell people what to do and what they can expect to see on your Instagram. So what we do in a consultation, um, which we film it on Instagram, which is difficult because we get a lot of comments like, oh, you've changed the lighting or, 
you know, those sorts of comments. And we promise we do not change anything during a consultation. It is just how the camera works. Um, so what we do is we first of all look at, does this person look better with cool colors? These colors have got uh, a blue undertone, or do they look better in warm colors? And the warm colors have a yellow undertone. When we say, do they look better, it's what effect do those colors have on the skin? Because what we want are people looking healthy. Uh, we want the skin to look smooth. We want the skin to look um, radiant. We want the jawline to look defined. What we don't want is people to look cold or ye too yellow or too blue. So that's what we do in a consultation. We first of all look at, do they need warm or cool colors? After that, Rachel, we, what do we do? So the second part of the process is, are they better in a bright or a soft palette? And that gets us to one quarter of the color wheel. And from there, we also search further into the palette for the subcategory. So that's where we take into consideration the hair color, the eye color. So everything is in harmony with that person. Um, they look younger and they look more energetic and their skin looks smoother. And also when you are shopping from one quarter of the color wheel, all of your clothing and accessories naturally works together. You have that natural harmony and that is key to looking right. I think that the most important thing for people to understand is that colors affect each other. So, you know, juxtaposing one color with another will have an effect on the original color and your face is a color. And therefore, when you surround your face with colors that are in harmony with your skin, you will always look fabulous. Whereas if you do the opposite, you run the risk of looking tired, under the weather, unfriendly, a little bit off-putting. So that's the whole basis of color analysis is what do colors do to each other? And I think that's the most important bit of something to, for people to understand. So when you put a pair of glasses on that really work well with your skin tone, they will always look better than if you put something on that kind of doesn't, doesn't harmonize with your skin tone. And, and I think when you try your glasses on, you can really see that. The Eyes Have It podcast is brought to you by award-winning eyewear designers Kirk & Kirk. For more info, find us on Instagram at Kirk and Kirk or visit our website, kirkandkirk.com. So how would you advise people because glasses are an expensive purchase and people wear different clothing, even though they're staying within a palette that you're, you're guiding them to? But how would you advise people to purchase and think about eyewear? Exactly the same way as you would purchase earrings or um, a scarf or a piece of clothing. I mean, don't you agree, Rachel? You go for your best colour. Yeah. So the first thing to establish is, are you better in warm or cool? And then the second thing to look at is face shape. So which shape is um, going to complement your face shape? So looking at things like following the shape of the eyebrow, um, making sure the lens doesn't go too far down your cheeks, looking at the width. But also we take into consideration personality. Because sometimes you can have a small scale person with a large personality and then therefore they would want to have a statement pair of glasses. Menina, thank you for joining us today. I know you've got to rush off. So thank you very much for making time. 
it was great seeing you and um, great hearing you. And um, thank you very much for having us on board. We'll speak soon. Thank you. Bye. Rachel, right. What, what's your experience of, of buying eyewear for yourself? Um, it's, it's quite difficult because after you've sat there through an eye test, it's actually quite stressful to then go on and choose and have um, people in the store uh, place their opinion on you. And I think it's quite stressful. So shopping for myself is one thing. I've shopped with my daughter since she was age two. She's got a very strong prescription. And we shop every year because her face is growing. She's now 15. And the way that we've now worked out, so obviously I'm choosing colors that are right for her. And I bring into play that she's quite a natural looking girl. So we, we look at that. But what we tend to do is we pull out half a dozen pairs and then we try each pair on and we actually photograph them. Because I do think it's one thing looking at yourself in the mirror, but then it's another thing actually swiping back through the photographs. It then becomes obvious which shape is really looking fabulous. And that's, that's something that I advise clients as well. Always photograph yourself wearing the frames and seeing how that looks on your face shape. Your environment around you, not just your clothing, not just your glasses, not just your accessories, but your home, for example, your car. Do all these decisions involve colour analysis? I, well, it, there is an instinctive preference to colour, actually. And this is something that was studied at the Bauhaus, um, the painter and teacher, Johannes Itten, it was one of the things that he noticed that actually his students were drawn to certain colors that were in harmony with themselves. They were using painting um, as a way of showing what colors worked on them. They were instinctively drawn and they were, they were using those colors quite frequently. And so this is where he really studied the, the primary colors and looked at the difference with the secondary colors and the harmonized colors. And I think going back to everyday life, we do instinctively choose colors that are right. And what I find is most people have a, a good selection of colors in their wardrobes and their accessories that are right. Often when people are bringing for, say, a style consultation, they will bring a selection of items and mostly they will bring a selection of their glasses. And then there's usually you go, oh, this one's perfect. This one's not. So there was a reason they chose that perfect frame, that perfect color. And I think if they're not wearing their colors, they usually place them somewhere. They might have decorated their home in it. Or they might have bought a fabulous painting they enjoy looking at. Or they might have dressed their husband or children in their colours. I've often found that where couples come in and they're absolutely wearing each other's colours because they've gone, oh, I love that on you. They're throwing their instinctive preference onto the other person. I do think that does, that does come into it with accessories and clothing that people are instinctively choosing certain things that are right for them. And one final thing, so, so you've been working together for the best part of 20 years and the, the environment has changed uh, considerably for everybody in, in the way that we do business. So you have clients all over the world and I know that you'll go and visit clients or clients will come and visit you. How has the social media channels, the advent of, of uh, ease of communication through internet, how has that changed your business? So, well, the change has been phenomenal actually, and particularly through Instagram, uh, because this the reach uh, for the international client base is is fantastic. So we would put out a just 
a video of the draping test. Can you see the difference? And I think because there is interest in fashion and accessories and styling everywhere, it seems to pop up on people's time feeds. And then they think, well, this is interesting. So then we get a follow. So this is where the business absolutely has grown because people are watching. They can see the difference and they think, I want to know what is, how this would work for me. You, you've created a fantastic Red Leopard community and the engagement is the word that we use, but actually I just want to say the comments that people make, the questions that people ask, the responses that you get are very natural um, and open and candid. And it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant Instagram feed. I really, really enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, we do have some regular followers and, and actually you become friends with these people. <laughs> I worked with some clients uh, over in LA in lockdown and I'd never met them and we kept in touch. So I, we'd spend time you know, on a, on a Zoom call. We'd spent probably about four hours over a couple of sessions and we kept in touch and they you know, were showing how they'd updated their wardrobe and their accessories. And actually this year when I went over to Florida, um, they were staying in Florida at the same time and we met up. So they, they have become, you know, good friends. So you meet people all over the world through works. Fantastic. Well, it's brilliant. And I'm not surprised to hear that. It was, it was a fantastic experience coming to a studio in London. I really enjoyed it. And it changed the way that I think about that colour, but specifically about my wardrobe as well. Um, thank you very much for that. I thoroughly recommend people check out Red Leopard, check out the Instagram, check out the website and go and get your colours analysed because it is a life-changing experience. Rachel Saunders, thank you so much for joining me today. It was lovely to see you and thank you, Tim and Nina. Yeah, it's great to join you. Thank you. If you're enjoying this series, please don't forget to follow The Eyes Have It to be notified of all future episodes. For more about us, go to kirkandkirk.com or follow us on Instagram at kirkandkirk. Thanks for your company. And until the next time, from me, Jason Kirk, it's goodbye. Goodbye.